0: Get the edge and an unfair advantage by listening, learning, and implementing the latest and greatest tips from our show. If you're a newbie in the real estate industry, whether in brokerage, sales, investing, or the entire business altogether, we will help you crush it and even sting the competition. We operate on the abundance mentality. So even though some of us love to compete, there's plenty enough to go around. Hence the birth of our show.
1: Hey, Marguerite, how's it going?
0: You know what? It's awesome, Joe. I, like I said last time, the sun is shining, the birds are chirping, it's <laughs> springtime is here.
1: How Amen. about you? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Sunny San Diego is back.
0: I know. It was a long, cold winter.
1: It was. It yeah. was more than usual, but man, I'll tell you what, I, I did a road trip because my son's checking out colleges. We went to UC Davis Ooh, and nice I've kit. never seen the hills more green than ever.
0: Oh, wow. I know. So much rain. Um, it's so beautiful. The downside is once it gets heats up, there's going to be a lot of weeds. But, um, you know, hopefully hopefully that uh, won't be too bad.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, everything yeah. Is My... everything going good with you? Um, absolutely. I mean, man, it seems like we're starting to get deals go through. Um, yeah, we're having multiple offer, but I'm seeing things push through. We got a couple of pendings going on right now. So pretty good. exciting. I think real estate's a, a good time for most.
0: I think so too. I think it's um it's holding its own right now.
1: Absolutely. What are we talking about today?
0: Well, I thought um, you know, the the not so fun part of real estate might be good to talk about the paperwork.
1: Oh yeah, what a topic. <laughs> I'm so glad we thought of that one. So yeah, um, paperwork. You know, there's there's some people like me that absolutely I'm not fond of paperwork. Um, that's why I have a TC, Marguerite. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, well, I mean, I've been there, done that, but I also do a lot of my own paperwork uh, because I think if I don't do my own paperwork, at least in part, then, you know, uh, you can't let the control of it go to somebody else. So, I mean, you need to know what's going on.
1: I totally agree. And, you know, I think for folks nowadays versus like when we started, man, technology has made it so much easier, right? You know, these hard copies, these files that we used to hold, man, I've had garages full of paperwork. And nowadays, I mean, we've got DocuSign, we've got, you know, paperless files. I think it makes it easier from like the organizational part and signing part. But let's kind of get into a little bit maybe of the nitty gritty of some of these. And hey, quick disclaimer, guys, if you're watching, listening, we're not your broker.
0: (laughs) No, and we're not attorneys either.
1: (laughs) There you go. There you go. So whatever we say or talk about, I mean, hey, do your own due diligence. So let's kind of get into some of the paperwork, shall we?
0: Sure, sure which which for which forms do you want to talk about first?
1: So so like if you were dealing with a buyer, uh-huh. Um which ones do you typically prepare for?
0: Well, when I'm working with a buyer, um, you know the first the first document that you might like to prepare for would be the buyer broker agreement and it includes uh your agency disclosure and in some other documents but it's you know the document that you're going to present to a buyer to gain their exclusivity and your exclusivity to them so um that's really kind of that's really important because a lot of buyers will call they'll you know take up people's time and then they end up going with somebody else if you don't have an agreement with them. Just going over the agreement with them really makes it clear to them, I think, you know what the rules of the game are. So they know what's expected of them. So you can't fault them if you haven't given them the paperwork. So that would be document number 1.
1: Perfect, perfect. And you know there's probably listeners in the audience that are like should I really do it or maybe should I not do it? I mean, my thoughts is like at one point when I was with one company, a big brokerage house here in San Diego, they were adamant about doing it, my broker specifically. And then I gave it a go um, for one year and I got burned twice, where like two buyers went around me, even if they signed the paperwork and they said, hey, go, go collect, Joe. And man, did that leave a bad taste in my mouth, their mouth. And I lost one was a friend. And so like, it didn't sit very well. And our our relationship wasn't the same after that. And I'll tell you what, like after that, you know, um, I started giving some feedback and they said, okay, it's your choice if you want to start using it or not. I opted not to use it anymore. So like, I'm of the philosophy, like, hey, man, if they're going to burn you, they're going to burn you. You know, but you got to make sure you do your part to really earn your keep. If you're going to be working with a buyer and not sign that, and if they decide to leave, sometimes it's on you for not properly servicing this buyer. What are your thoughts about making it a must or an option for the buyer broker agreement?
0: I think it depends on uh, your personal comfort level. I mean, I, and I think you're right. You know, you sign up, they sign the piece of paper, they go, end up going with somebody else. And then you have to decide, do you want to go after? I mean, really, it would go to the, you'd go after the other agent is what you would do because, and the, and the, and the buyer, because, I mean, I think there's some responsibility of the other agent to say, have you signed a buyer broker agreement with another agent?
1: Yes. You know, I'm so glad you brought that up, Marguerite. Cause you know, sometimes you know if you're an agent out there, you might think sometimes it's dog eat dog, you know, kind of kind of world. And um, sometimes there's actually agents that are very respectful. So I would like you know if you're one of these new agents, uh, believe in karma because what goes around comes around, and and start to ask that one magical question because you don't want that same thing to happen to you. And one of the first questions you should ask if you deal with a buyer. Are you married to an agent? Meaning, are you contractually obligated obligated with a buyer broker agreement? It, it's a fair question.
0: Are you working you know? with someone? Yeah. You know? Are you
1: happy with them? You know,
0: right. a lot of times you're meeting buyers at open houses. Correct. And you know, and so they're asking you questions and and, and you're volunteering to help them. I and really the responsible thing to do is to find out: are they working with somebody? Have they signed an agreement? Are they you know um are committed.
1: They, are yeah, they committed? committed are yeah. they committed yeah yeah no great great point um as far as the buyer any other paperwork that kind of pops out that you like to see or talk about
0: well i mean outside of the buyer broker agreement then we've got the actual purchase agreement right and right. that's you know, super important because you know that's how you get into escrow <laughs> with the buyer yeah. who are putting together you know the purchase agreement
1: you know, and and if you're a new agent out there listening, obviously, to the our show, I would just say, you know, you're going to run into buyers that might be gun-shy about making an offer. Something that I like to point out is a 17-day contingency period if you're here in California. So if you're in here in California, there's a 17-day free look where, hey, anything, everything, any reason that you see, whether it be a disclosure or an HOA um, uh, minutes or whatever kind of gives you that right to get out. So like
0: money back and get your earnest money back.
1: Correct. Correct. Your good faith deposit because some buyers you're going to run into that are going to be very, very gun shy. And if it's a really hot, hot property, man, you need to push them just a little bit. Say, Hey, you know what? I really don't think this is going to last. It's a great deal. Great price. Great looking property. You know what? we do have a 17 day free look, you know, um, unless the offer is accepted, it passes a 17 day window. You know what, let's give it a go, you know, right?
0: Right, no, I think that's just something to keep in mind. Though if it's super competitive, I mean we can talk about the fact that that 17 days probably would get reduced to 10 or 7.
1: Absolutely. Which means Absolutely.
0: you got to you've got to do your investigations fast and then you have to make a decision more quickly. Yeah. I mean, from a listing agent standpoint, which I do probably a majority of listings, you know, I can say the last thing a seller wants is to be, you know, off the market for all these days and have somebody cancel. So um so just know that that is a negotiable amount of days but it is kind of like you said your free period to do your investigation and decide if you know this house is for you
1: absolutely and and guys when you're writing this offer up as a buyer agent if you're usually at a, like a real big company and there's like multiple offices in in your city or county, like San Diego, you know you'll know these franchise models or big boxes. You're usually encouraged to use like the in-house title, in-house escrow, in-house blah 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 blah. You know, but I got to tell you, if you really want your offer accepted, it might be better, especially if it's a very desirable property, multiple offers. I would probably say put seller's choice, okay? No matter, you know, if you're getting encouraged or told to put this escrow, this ABC lender and blah, 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 preferred services, title, home warranty. You know what? I, I like to put seller services. I mean, seller select services on those type of services. What are your thoughts, Marguerite?
0: Well, usually, to be honest, I would say usually the sellers don't have a preference unless they've pre-opened something or they maybe, you know, are flipping it and they purchased, you know, purchased a binder on it for title where they pay less when they go to sell. Um, so it's usually the other agent that you know, be honest, picks it. (laughs) Uh, So so the thing is uh, sometimes I like, because I've had some, um, you know, some uh, experiences with escrow companies that aren't that good and don't communicate that well. Sometimes I really like to um, write in my people, but I usually do it like such and such escrow um, or seller's choice, you know, because you want to avoid a counter. If that's the only thing they're countering, you know, you don't want to be in a position where they would have to counter. So, so that's my thought.
1: Absolutely. Uh, another piece that I would probably mention, if you're representing a buyer, a uh, small paperwork that doesn't take too much effort is make sure you have some kind of like pre-approval letter that you submit with your offer that'll make you so much stronger in the eyes of the listing agent or seller so make sure you have that one piece of letter that says buyer is pre approved for a blank and um if, yeah if you if you take it a step further you know you already have the desktop underwriter approval with it which makes it even stronger because sometimes if you have like a a pre approval letter that you could probably see that it was maybe done on word doc um those don't carry too much weight unless it has like a desktop underwriter approval so kind of be careful with that if you guys are writing offers and adding a lender letter with it
0: well and i, I think honestly to get that pre-approval pre-approval letter before you even take them out looking um, is a good thing if you're if you're new and you don't have a lot going on, then maybe you know you you kind of toss the dice on that one um, because it'll get you out looking at properties, you know, getting the experience of working with people. But when you, as you get busier, you know you don't have the time, you know, to go down with looky loos at this point. Really, you want to know that. You're showing them properties that they can afford to buy. So it's always a good idea to get that paperwork before you start showing so that you know how to gear the search for your clients.
1: My smile is getting bigger and bigger, (laughs) Marguerite, because, man, I'll tell you what, I remember like either myself or somebody I was coaching. I would, I would say something, man, you're not be being paid to be a tour guide. Right. And like if you're <laughs> taking this buyer all over the city and driving them, maybe in your car, even and buying them lunch, and you don't have that pre-approval letter, well, man, um, that is an important must. So I'm so glad you pointed it out. Yeah, do that in the beginning, guys, before you put them in your car, start showing properties. You might want to see where they land as far as qualifying
0: that's you know that makes great sense, and then you have it, and you're ready to go when when it's offer time.
1: There you go, there you go. Okay, so should we jump to the seller, or is there maybe one more piece of document we should mention about the buyer?
0: Oh my gosh, well, and I mean, you know, it just really there's a lot of documents because if that were all that we were writing, <laughs>
1: God, <laughs> we, we might we be here paperwork. for hours, Marguerite. We might be here for hours.
0: <laughs> I know we our paperwork is that thick, um, or our electronic paperwork is that thick. Right. I do. I work with a lot of people who prefer to wet sign. So, I mean, literally I'm printing out trees and trees
1: wow. and they shame sell, on you margarine shame on you. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, you know,
1: oh, kidding. I'm kidding. My,
0: <laughs> my <laughs> clients are not that comfortable. You know, a lot of my clients with uh, the electronic stuff, yeah. So
1: yeah.
0: even if they do docusign sometimes they ask us to print it out. I mean, not even a CD or, or a, or a little, you know, drive it's, um, you know, they want the actual physical paper. So uh, it's pretty thick. But, you know, once you get into it, you know, you've got all these documents that are part of the uh, purchase agreement. Then uh, then the important paperwork then becomes the, the disclosures.
1: Right, right.
0: The purchase agreement.
1: We said DocuSign, guys, maybe two or three times, and probably that might have drawn a blank for some of you. So just keep in mind, it's a subscription service where you could do it via email or phone and you could upload any document you want and that's how they sign so like if you're on the go or somebody who's more tech savvy by all means i would recommend docusign but if you're dealing with somebody a buyer that's more wanting to feel it touch it sign it then yeah you got to go back to you know printing it off your printer taking it to them and making sure that you do have a hard copy, good file, but afterwards, guys, afterwards, your company, like our company, eXp, you want to scan it, make sure you upload it. And then you have a soft copy as well online.
0: Right now that's yeah, totally. You got double, double the work there. (laughs) (laughs) Not really double, but double the, you know, files.
1: Right, right, right. right.
0: Um, So yeah. So then there are all the different disclosures. There's the, um, you know, seller transfer disclosure statement, and that, and then there's the seller property questionnaire. Some some areas have a seller property questionnaire addendum, and it's really um, geared to trigger the seller's memory. You know, a, a series of questions. They say yes, no, fill in the blank kind of thing, and it's you know those are very important to read carefully. Yeah. And ask questions on those documents.
1: Absolutely, Marguerite. I'm so glad you pointed that out. Like, on one of our recent transactions, I forgot to put something in, but I was dealing with a great agent who was very fair, and pointed out like, okay, we're on septic, you know, I'm I'm assuming sometimes that all properties are on sewer. But she was super cool to like, hey, uh, we have the septic disclosure, you know, uh, we want to go ahead and provide it to make sure we have it in there. But with our company, luckily, we do have a checks and balances. We probably it would have came up anyway, but sure. she was nice enough to point that out and pop that in our file and part put that part of our purchase um, uh, for our buyer.
0: And typically, when you're a buyer's agent, and if you're aware there's a septic system or there's a well um, or there's a propane tank, I mean, there is that form that you includes um, w- along with the contract to the seller. Uh, But I would say in terms of um, your as a buyer's agent's liability goes, um, you know, one big document that we really can't not talk about, that's the agent visual inspection disclosure. So it's called the AVID for short. And, um, you know, it's three pages and you're going room by room you're looking for red flags, you're going walking around the building, you're looking at the property, you're looking for things that, you know, maybe staining evidence, um, you know, that maybe there are leaks or flood or something like that. You're looking for anything that's a safety hazard. Uh, you're looking for cracks. You're looking for, you know, any anything that might indicate you know something structurally not right with the house.
1: And you're very looking- good point Marguerite. very good point. And so guys, uh state the obvious but do not be opinionated because when you say um stains on wall could be mold or from a leak, now you're being assumptive and that could get you in a lot of trouble. So just right. just say stain on wall.
0: That's it. Stand crack on,
1: on
0: crack wall. on well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. But if there's discoloration of some sort, you write discoloration <laughs> because, you know, that could be, that could be an indication that there's mold in the wall or something like that. And it's starting to seep through. We're not experts on that. So we can't speak to what something is, uh, what, what the, what it means, but the evidence of something being there, whether it's a crack or a stain or, you know, uh, peeling paint, or you know, whatever it is, we need to just document what it is. But it's super important uh, that we do that because um, you know that's part of the our job and part of the responsibility we have to our clients to um, to visually look around and and document what's happening.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, guys, just make sure that like, I would recommend getting a TC like in California, I know it's very, very popular to have a very qualified transaction coordinator who maybe taken some extra courses, been certified because it's an extra set of eyeballs. It's an extra set of eyeballs to ha- help you make sure you're in compliance to check the list of all the paperwork and, you know, dot the I's, cross the T's and kind of keep you out of trouble to an extent, but, well, uh, make sure you understand it. I mean, we could talk a lot, a lot more, but I mean, this could go for hours. It'll be a full-on training class, but guys, those are the most important ones for a buyer. Let's talk about seller now, shall we?
0: Okay. All right. Um, so obviously the first most important document is the listing agreement. <laughs> so, you know, that's when they're committing to let you sell the house. So, um, you know, and things that we, you know, address there would not only be the price, but how long, you know, you agree to work together, um, you know, what the commission, total commission price is going to be, what you're going to share with the buyer's agent, um, you know, whether, you know, who, who your MLS, what company is your MLS, you um, You know, and whether things like you're going to allow uh, photographs, advertise on the internet if they're going to opt out of some of those things. You know, there are things like Zillow and uh, realtor.com and, you know, and all the other websites give an automated value. If your client's automated value is less than their sale price, you know, then you need to do a form to opt out of that. Um, they, they're not going to want to list and have have it all over the internet. Their house is worth less than they're asking, so um, so it it guides you through some of the things that you uh, prepare your sellers for.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And there's the agency um, relationship form that you might want to sign. I mean, that's a really simple, easy one, but it says, "Hey, this is our fiduciary duty to you as a seller." Um, that's a one-former. Um, then there's other forms that you fill out, like Marguerite mentioned earlier about the disclosures. That is a seller's responsibility. And what I would share with the seller is just tell them, Hey, be brutally honest, share what you could share and know about. But if you don't know, but don't know or or never lived in the property because that could be a liability. So make sure they fill it out, the transfer disclosure statement as thoroughly as possible.
0: Well, and as a listing agent, you also have to do an agent visual inspection. You, your job is also to look around and maybe head off uh, trouble at the pass. You know, and you you talk to your sellers about, do they want to do a termite report up front? Do they want a home inspection? Some sellers will opt for home inspection so that they can either fix the problem or be aware of it so that they can, you know, be forthcoming to a buyer. Um, you know, some of the other forms. So in both the purchase agreement and the listing agreement, there are a series uh, there's a package it comes as a package so you've got your main agreements you've got the disclosure regarding agency relationship sets the tone and expectation of what you know what the the client can expect from you and then there's you know possible representation of more than one buyer or seller disclosure and consent so that you know, explain, pu- you know, explains dual agency and what that, you know, how that can come about. There's um, a big one, wire fraud advisory, those, uh, you know, because there's been so, so many incidences of hacking and people wiring money that never makes it to escrow. Um, you know, there's fair housing. That's, you know, that in every document you've got fair housing. It's illegal to discriminate. Um, against anyone for a, a whole slew of reasons. And, um, you know, and then there's the Consumer Privacy Act advisory. You know, if you're in California uh, and, and people collect your information, they're supposed to give you a version of that. Um, and there's usually a seller advisory, kind of, um, you know, advising the sellers what they're supposed to do. And if it's a buyer, it's a buyer advisory. Uh, so there's a whole slew of documents that come in that packet. Uh, but the, but once you move on from that, then it is to the disclosures, the agent visual. And, um, you know, one of my favorites is the final walkthrough because then we're done.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can celebrate at that point. Yeah. I mean, there, there's one, you know, seller disclosure that, you know, as you were mentioning that, brought a lot of history and i'll never forget this one because like i had an attorney that i was representing one time and she kind of well she kind of she knew the law right and she goes hey joe you know i got to tell you up front um we've got a neighbor that we're not too thrilled about and i go tell tell me the details and blah 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 and it uh, ended up there was this one disclosure called a megan's law disclosure and with that megan's Law disclosure it had to mention something about, hey, do you know any sexual predators nearby? And it was a neighbor, you know? But, you know, guys, this is where we're going to disclaim we're not an attorney, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're not your broker, you know? But that was a form that she, my my attorney, my client knew it. She had to disclose it. But as long as you properly disclose it, you shared it with the buyer, the buyer was okay. Well, guess what? I sold the house, you know? Um, So it's one of these things where like that paperwork means a lot because leaving anything out could get you in trouble. And if you're with like an independent brokerage, just make sure you have really, really good checks and balances, because I know some of these smaller companies don't have that or they don't plan for it. And I'm not saying one's all the same, but I'll tell you what, some of these bigger brokerages, you know, even when those things are all in place there's still some liability involved so make sure you do do your best to get all that paperwork involved and checked off the list so if you ever get audited by the department of real estate the dre or your office or whatever you have every single one in place you know um god forbid that like the seller decides to call you out or the buyer calls you out on something that's why the paperwork is extremely imperative that you have everything all in your file.
0: It's overwhelming, but it is important.
1: No doubt. For no sure.
0: Doubt. I mean, and we can talk, you know, we're kind of giving an overview today. Maybe we take some of these forms and we delve into them more deeply in another show, but we could go through the transfer disclosure statement, seller property questionnaire, um, you know, in depth, the agent visual inspection. I mean, that and- Talk about what kinds of things you, you know, need to look for, but there's, you know, there are tons of paperwork in this business, yeah. whether yeah. it's digital or in, you know, actually inking and signing a piece of paper, there's tons, tons of, um, uh, different
1: documents. Absolutely. And guys, as you're listening to this, this is exactly why you want to align yourselves with the right people. And, you know, just kind of a small pitch, um, reach out to us. This is kind of why we're putting this out there to see to make sure we're adding value and see if we could help you out. So like, if you are with somebody or in a company, and, and you feel like kind of the EBGBs is kind of crawling on your skin. Well, that's, that's why you make sure you align yourself with the right people to kind of like, avoid or mitigate these potential risk or lawsuits that might come about in real estate.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, paperwork is important. You need to understand, understand it, understand uh, what's needed in any given situation. Uh, and we're happy to answer those questions if you want to reach out.
1: Beautiful. Best way to reach out, Marguerite.
0: Oh, okay. Well, how do you like that segue? <laughs> okay. You may call or text me at 619 405 4958. Again, that's 619 405 4958. If you want to reach me by email, it's marguerite at apostolosteam.com. And you can always check out my website at com.
1: Beautiful. And I jumped in there a bit quick. So is there anything else okay. maybe to add? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, not uh, not in today's session. I think we've overwhelmed them enough, um, but I do think we can maybe recircle back and um, you know and go more in depth on some of the forms.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and Marguerite said the key word. You know, paperwork could be overwhelming, so we didn't want to go too deep. But I think we did cover enough and shared a couple of different messages to pay attention to the paperwork. Hopefully, you took away something very very valuable. And if you wanted to dig a little, a little bit deeper on some of that, reach out one-on-one. My name's Joe Mendoza. Thanks so much for watching. 877 794 877 794 We really appreciate you guys watching, sharing some comments and feedbacks. If you really like what we shared here today, go ahead and smash that bell. I mean, greatest way to say thank you is to do that. Just smash that bell you know, follow us, like us and, you know, reach out.
0: Absolutely. We're waiting for your call and, and don't hesitate to uh, let us know what you'd like to hear more about. Uh, We can certainly gear our, um, you know, our podcast to some of some of your needs. So, you know, feel free to reach out, please.
1: Awesome. Great seeing you again, Marguerite. Take care.
0: See you too, Joe. See you guys next time. Thanks again for listening to The Newbie RE Show. Listen, enjoy, subscribe, and share The Newbie RE Show. Viewers and listeners are advised that any views, opinions, comments, or examples on the show are strictly for entertainment purposes only. No content on the show is intended to offend any religion, organization, company, or individual. There are no promises of results to listeners and viewers of our show. Actual results may vary. Viewer discretion is advised.